Good morning, Freilich and Hanukkah. We begin by thanking our sponsors, Shmuel Malka Estrasen, in memory of their parents and commemoration of the yard sites, Yitzchak Leib and Aaron Akayin, Sar Rachel Bas Baruch Avram, Hinda Bas Hanach Ephraim, and in honor of the Rav Oli Dis Rav the family should have an Achama and the Shama should all have an Aliyah. Thank you. If you have any sponsors today by Akiva and Leah Wexelbaum, loving memory of their grandmother, Chana, Pastor Naftali, the family should have an Achama, and the Mishama should have an Aliyah. Yeah. yeah, that was uh, Akiva and Leah Wexelbaum. Okay, good morning. We're going to begin. Today's daf is daf chaf. We are going to begin from daf yutesam at Bays. We left off yesterday. It's about two, four, six, about ten lines up. Tanarabana. So today's amud is is mostly primarily agarata. Very fascinating stories, and. I'm going to, whenever it comes to Agarata, there's always a number of different ways of understanding the Gemara, number, a number of different Pirushim. I'm going to stick, for the, for the most part, with the Pirush of Rashi, Tosfos, and the Marsha. But there's, there's obviously the Ben Yoyada, there's the Maral, there's all different understandings of all these stories in the Gemara, but we're going to stick mostly with the Marsha today. Tanar Baran, Pamachas, Alu Kol Yisrael, Laragel, Lirushalayim. Not Laragel, Laregel. So, Pamachas, one time, Olu Kol Yisrael, Laregel Yushalayim. It's interesting, just the, the, the terminology of the Gemara, just to start. It says, Pamachas, it sounds like one time. Olu Kol Yisrael, Laregel Yushalayim. So, the assumption is that it's referring to one specific time that they went up. But it also does say, Olu Kol Yisrael, Laregel Yushalayim. All of the Yidin went to be Olu Regel in Yerushalayim. Now it happens to be that um, the Marashah points out that this is talking about very close to the Chorban. And um, it was possible, the Klai Yisrael got wind of that. And therefore even people who previously were not Olu Regel, Aliyah Olu Regel going up to the base of Mikdash to bring, to bring the Karbanas, at the time of the Yom Tovim was something, it's, it's a mitzvah in Torah. But people sometimes were a little bit lax in it, they didn't go. And here they recognized that there already it was already at the time the Marsha points out that it was already the Yad the Yad the Yad Nachri was Takifa, the Jews were no longer in control of the government. And they recognized that they were facing they, the the Khorban was imminent. So this is Pamachas one time, Alu Kol Yisrael. Everyone came. Everyone decided to come then. Now Veloha Yalham Mayim Lishtos, there was a drought. You know, put together these two points, the number one, all of Klai Yisrael came, they needed a tremendous amount of water, and there was a drought, there was no rain, so they simply just had nothing to drink. So Halach Nakdimah ben Goyen, Nakdimah ben Goyen was a very wealthy man. He went, Eitzel Adon he went to one important official. Amrlo, he said to him, Halveni, please lend for me, Shtei Mesri Mayanos Mayan. Lend me 12 wells full, 12 streams of water. The Oli Regalim, for the Oli Regalim. And he said to him, I'll return to you exactly what I borrowed, 12 wells full of water. And there's a guarantee for that. In other words, in other words if I can't give you the rain, can't, can't give you the water, 
you have to recognize he's promising something she can't really fulfill because there's no rain. There's no rain. How is he going to return? I mean, the whole reason why he was borrowing all this water because there wasn't any rain. So how is he promising he'll give him back the water? So he guaranteed it. He said, if I'm not going to give it to you, I will return to you 12 kikar kesef, 12 coins of silver. In other words, it was a tremendous amount of money that he promised in exchange for the water. The Kavalos man made up a time that if it doesn't rain by that point in time, and if that point in time comes, he doesn't pay back the water, then he's going to have to pay the money. Kivin Chikiyah's man, once that time came, that just Marshall points out, why 12? Why did he... Why did he Asked for 12 Enos Bayim. So the simple understanding, the Marsha says, is because there's 12 Shvatim. So he was, but that, even that, there's two understandings of what that means. Number one, there's 12 Shvatim of people who came up. So he just needed, simply logistically, he needed to have 12 sources of water for the 12 Shvatim that came up. The other understanding was that he knew he's going to need Schusim for this. He knew that it's not going to be easy for him to get together all this water. So he needed the Schus of the 12 Shvatim. So therefore, Built in to the loan, he already said to him that he's, he's borrowing the 12 streams of water, understanding that the schus of the shvatim will help, that it will rain. Now, the time came and it didn't rain, so in the morning, this Adon, the person who let the water, came right there in the morning. The Marshal points out, why in the morning? Because they already already had an argument. And this Adon, he was not Jewish. And he started the day from the morning. So he did not start the day from the night before. He came to him in the morning. And you can see it progresses this way. The Marsha basically makes it interesting, that where the, according to this Adon, he held Ad below Ad Bechlal. So he said, until this time. So he said, until that time. So he showed up that morning. So when he came to him, he said, no, 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 you don't realize I'm Jewish. When I say ad, I mean including them. So ad ad bechlal until that day, and I'm including that day. So come back to me later, okay? In other words, I still have a whole day. So Shagarli, he said to him, Shagarli, sorry, b'shachlus sholachlo, he said to him, Shagarli, omayimamos, pay up. Either the water, get the rain here, or give me the money. Omos sheish libiotcha, the money that you owe me. I still have the whole day. And that whole day, Shalihu, it still belongs to me. But Sarayim came in the afternoon. He sent him the same message. Either send me that water to pay me back, or give back the money that you owe me. He sent it to him. He sent back a message and he said, in other words, even Ben Goyim sent back a message. And he said, I still have some time left in the day. He wasn't done yet. But Mincha came time for Mincha. Shalachlo again. He sent him the same message. Shigarli Omayim Omos Yehuslebiadcha. Either pay up the water or return the money. And Shalachlo, he said, "Adai Nishli Shalos Bayom." I still have some more time. In other words, Shkia sunset has not come yet. Ligleg Alav Oso Adam. At this point in time, he started laughing. He started saying, "Listen, this is a big joke." Amar Kol Ashanakula Lo Yardu Gishamin. All year, there was no rain. And this guy believes, this guy realizes there has not been any rain all year. It's not like this is a new story. 
It's not like it rains once a week and he's just hoping today is going to be the day. It has not rained all year. This guy takes out a loan expecting it to rain by this date and it's not raining. The day is practically over. And it's, he's still pushing me off because he's hoping it's going to rain. Now, Nichnas Lebeis Hamerchatz. This Adon who lent him the money went into the base Hamerchatz. Now, the Marsha points out going into the Merchatz was not because you just simply needed a shower. But it was part of the strategy. You guys have no water. You borrowed water from me, and now you have to pay me back. But I still have plenty of water. As a matter of fact, in the middle of the conversation, you know, I've got to take a little break, I've got to take a shower. I've got to go use my surplus of water that I have here, but you guys go figure this out. While I go take a shower, either do me a favor, get all my wells filled up with water somehow, or get me the money. So it was part of the strategy of, of making fun of Nakdim and Ben-Goyim. So Nichnas, the base of Merchatz, Besimcha, he walked into the base of Merchatz, Full of joy, Ad While the Adam was walking, in other words, this person who lent the water went into the bathhouse to go take a shower with Simcha. Nakdimon Nichnas Nakdimon went to the Beis Kishu He was disappointed. What did he do? Nisatev. He wrapped himself up in his talis. For Ahmad and he stood there davening. And Amar Shalom. He said, Shalom Hashem it is open and revealed before you. What did I do this for? He stood before the Abba and he said, What did I do this for? Why did I take out this massive loan? Did I do it for headlines? I didn't do it for myself, for my family, for my father's family. I wasn't trying to make history. I didn't want to be written about in this Gemara. I did this for one simple reason. All the Yidin finally came to Eretz to be Ola Regal, and there's nothing to drink. What did I take out this loan for? I took this out for you. People came to be Ola Regal, I wanted them to have what to drink. Miyad, immediately in the Skashru Shemayim Ba'avim, the entire heavens became filled with thick clouds. The Yardu Gishamim and it rained. These 12 wells filled with water. But not only that, the Hosiru. It was more than he actually borrowed. So I just think it's worth pointing out over here the style of the tefillah. First of all, he put on his talis, which is you know, tefillah le'ani kiatov, part of when a person finds himself desperate in a situation, the proper way of being misfouled is, is with tzitzis, with his, with his talis on. But not only that, we see it's a strategy. If a person lives their life like this, ultimately it gives them a pischol petu misfouled, if you do things, and you do things, and you don't do it simply for, for yourself. You don't do it because you're trying to make headlines. You don't do it simply because you want to have benefit. You do something for the right reason. And sometimes it doesn't work out. We see here from Rakhdim and Ben-Gurion, he was able to say to the Rebbe Shalom, Rebbe Shalom, do me a favor. I'm here for you. I'm trying to do this for you. If indeed a person does something for the sake of the Rebbe Shalom, give them a piscal pet to say, Kodesh Baruch Hu, I'm trying to do this to help you. Can you help me out? Can you be there for me? And that is how his feel was, was, was answered. <clears throat> so now he had more water. He got back more water for this Adon than he had borrowed. So, when this man came out of the shower, out of the base of Merchatz, out of the bathing house, they both, both walked out of their respective places at the same time. Now, when they met each other, 
Now, what did Nakdim ben Goyen say to this guy? He said, by the way, I don't know if you noticed, but while you were in there taking your shower, your well filled up. But if you'll notice, there's a lot more water in your well than we started with. So here's the bill. In other words, you were so concerned you wouldn't have enough water. Here's the bill. You owe me money, as a matter of fact. You got more water. Marshall points out over here also, he wasn't actually sending him a bill. But since he went through the harassment the whole day, every couple of minutes he's getting a message, pay up, pay up, pay up. And at the end of the day, just as his bill is becoming due, this Adon goes into to take a shower, starts scorning and making fun of him. So now he threw back a nice line to him and said, you know what, as a matter of fact, now I'm the one who's on, who's on top. So here's your bill. Amarlo. He said, Yodeani, Shlo Hiriyash Hakalish Baruch Salamo Elabishvilcha. So this, this person, this owner of the water, he's actually honest. And he said to him, I'm actually quite aware of the fact that it's not rained all year, and I said that to you earlier today. And I know that the reason why Kalish Baruch Hu shook up the whole world and made it rain was because of you. Ella, he said, you know what, practically speaking, I still have what to say to you. I'm still going to charge you the 12 kikar kesef, the 12 bundles of silver. The sun already set. The rain came down during my domain. In other words, we started off this discussion this morning where I came to you and I said to you that you, know, you owe me the money because it's already that day. And you said you go by sunset. So you know what, technically, the day started yesterday at sunset and ends today at sunset. Now, according to you, when did it rain? After sunset. So thank you very much. And I know Kaddish Baruch Hu made it rain because of you. But the fact of the matter is, when it comes to monetary issues, you know, you have to prove. And he says to him, you know what, I'm being motzi money from you because I'm charging you the money. And you owe me the money because fact is, it did not rain on the day that it was supposed to rain. And he had nothing to say back to him, because in truth, it rained after sunset. Chazar ben Nichnas to Beis HaMikdash. Nechdim ben Gordon went back to Beis HaMikdash. Again, what did he do? Nisatev, he wrapped himself up in his talis. The Amar betfila. He started being mispalal. He started davening. The Amar lefana ribonash He said, ribonash please. Hodash yesh lecha ahuvim ba'olamecha. Show, make a very clear, open sign that the Jews are beloved to you. Show the rest of the world how much you love the Jewish people. Miyad nispazru ha'avim, the clouds moved away, they spread away. And the sun came out. So, in other words, a, a, a miracle of nature. It was after sunset. He went in, he was mispal, he davened to Hashem. He said, show the world how much you love the Jews. All of a sudden, what happens? The clouds move aside and the sun comes out. So, the, the Marsha points out that there's two things over here. Number one is Spazru Avim, the clouds moved away. And number two, Vizarcha Achama, and that, that the sun shined. It says the Marsha that, that the Nispazru Avim is not, is not the miracle. It only became cloudy because Akash Baruch made it rain. Hashem made it rain, so it became cloudy. The miracle was Vizarcha Achama, that after the clouds moved away, the sun, the sun was shining. It was already after sunset. The sun should not have been shining there anymore. That was the miracle that the sun, the sun, the sun was still shining. But also, Shah, at that point of time, Amr Adon, 
this person, the owner of the water, said, the sun had not broken through, then I would have had what to say to you to charge you. However, now, in other words, I really have nothing left to say. At a certain point in time, you have to just give in and say, you know something? You won. And that's what happened over here. Nachdim Ben-Gurion ultimately prevailed. He borrowed the water and he was mispal on behalf of Klai Yisrael that the water should be, should be paid back. The water was paid back. Kadosh Baruch Hu turned over nature to show how much he loves the, how much he loves the, the Jewish people. One of my rabbeim, Yitzhak Berkowitz, he, from Eretz Yisrael, he says often, he often says that he thinks if the Rambam was around now in writing the Yud Gimel Ikrim, writing the 13 principles of faith that a Jew has to believe in, he would include in there that a person has to believe that Kaddish Baruch Hu loves him. Because so many people are convinced that Kaddish Baruch Hu is really out to get them. And it's such a disastrous way of a person living their life, not recognizing how much a Kaddish Baruch Hu loves every single Jew and yearns and pines for their, their dveikas to connect to him, to have that love. If people would recognize that, they would recognize how much a Kaddish Baruch Hu loves them, they would live their lives so differently. Apparently that wasn't a challenge in the time of the Rambam. But here we see very clearly, what did he say? What was his tefillah? His tefillah was, Show the world that there is a group of people, that there are yidin here, that you love. And Kaddish Baruch Hu said, of course. I mean, it's so easy. That's what Kaddish Baruch Hu wants us to know all the time. I love you. And we sometimes get caught up in ourselves and we think, I did this wrong, I did that wrong, I'm not a good enough person, I should have been better, I could have been better, this person did that to me, Something did, someone did this to me, ultimately I'm not a good person, Kaddish Baruch Hu doesn't love me. And such a disastrous way of living our lives, of thinking that Hashem does not love us, and it causes us to mess up in so many other areas. If we only remembered, Kaddish Baruch Hu's love for the Jewish people never, ever goes away, and not just for the Jewish people as a whole, but for every single yid, every single yachid in the world, every single person Kaddish Baruch Hu loves them with, with a love which cannot be replaced, and ultimately it's unconditional. Tana, the Gemara says, we've learned, Lo nakdim and shemo, ela buni shemo, his name was buni. However, v'lo menikr shemo nakdimon, why was he called nakdimon? Shenikta racham ba'avurai, because the son basically pierced through because of him. So his name was called Nakdimon. All right, Tana Rabbanon. The Rabbanon have taught us that Shlosha Nikdimon Lahem Chama. There are three people for whom the sun actually changed its course. It, it pierced through even at a time that it wasn't supposed to. Moshe, the Yoshua, and Nakdimon Ben Gurion. Moshe Rabbeinu, Yoshua, and Nakdimon Ben Gurion. So Bishlam and Nakdimon Ben Gurion, Gemara, that's the Gemara we just learned. In other words, we have this Mesara, we have this story about Nakdimon Ben Gurion. Where do we find that the sun changed its course for anybody else? Yoshua Nami, Gemara says, it's very clear. Kroksiv, Vayidom HaShemesh, Vayarach Amat. The Shemesh stood there, another idly, and the, the moon waited to come out. So this is basically, very quickly, the story with the Givonim. They went to Muhammad, and Yeshua did not want them to be fighting on, too late on Erev Shabbos. So they shouldn't be Michal Shabbos. And ultimately, he suspended the sun from going down for 24 hours. So that's, it's a Mephorish, it's a Pasuk, it's a, it's a Pasuk that tells us that the sun stayed out longer in order that, the, in order that it shouldn't be Shabbos, that everyone should be able to get back home in time. 
Where do we have any Pasuk in the Torah where it tells us that uh, the sun changed its course for Moshe? And where it says, Rabbi Elazar, Asya Achel Achel. We're using the concept of a Gezer Shava. Gezer Shava, Rashi writes it very clearly here, Andav Chaf. Amad Alf Rashi is in the Dibura Maskal, the third, the third line. And he starts at the end. And there's a period, Shkin Derech HaKsuvim. This is the way of the Ksuvim. Lomad Sasum Minam We learn something which is hidden from someplace where it's open and explicit. Biremez through a hint. Bedibur Doma Lechavero. If you have two parallel words, one of them is clearly written in the context of the Nais, and the other one is written someplace else, in certain places, this is a Gezer Shava, and we have from the Yud Gilomidos, Lo Moshe Misinai, there are 13 different, different tools that are used. In other words, the Rambam writes very clearly, when the Torah was given, the Torah was not only given as the Torah is also given with an instruction manual in how to use it. There are 13 principles that are used to sometimes understand how to compare one word from the next. If you find a parallel word in one story to another story, you're able to carry over the details from one story to the other one. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Lazar, Asya Achel Achel. We learn from Achel Achel. Ksiv Hacha Achel Teis Pachtacha. It says in one place, Achel Teis Pachtacha, I will begin to place your fear. Uksiv Hasam Achel Gadlecha, I'll begin to make you big. Just like in the story of Yoshua, the sun suspended its time to set, so too by Moshe Rabbeinu that happened as well. We actually use the word taste from one place to the next. I'll begin to place your fear. It says, I will place... Hashem will place the, the, the Amori. So we learn, learn the word taste, taste from one to the next to tell us that um, this, the same details of the story happen by Moshe as details that happened by Yeshua. Therefore, that teaches us that the sun did not, that the Moshe Rabbein had the ability to hold the sun back. We learned it from actually from the words in the Pasuk, which says, They'll hear your name and they will, they will ultimately fear and tremble before you. When is it that everyone ultimately got, got scared? When was it that the fear of God literally fell upon people when they saw that Moshe Rabbeinu had the ability to be able to suspend the sun from setting? <coughs> In the Mishnah mentioned, the Chain Ir Shlo Yardu Alea Geshaman. Similarly, a city which, where, where rain did not fall. But, and we mentioned yesterday when we learned this Mishnah that there's a specific fast that's, that's initiated when it starts, when it, there is one city from amongst a number of other cities that gets no rain. In other words, nature can't really explain it so well. It's not that, it's not that there's really a drought. All the surrounding cities get rain. But one city does not get rain. So that's a clear indication that something is off. And under such circumstances, we institute a, a fast right away. Amr of Yehuda, Amarab, Vishtein Laklala. Both of those cities, both the cities that got rain and the cities that did not get any rain, they are Laklala. In other words, it's, it's, it's not a good thing. And he goes on to explain. And the, I mean, the reason for that, Rashi writes, is because, <coughs> Osa Rov 
the city that gets a lot of rain, is going to ruin everything. In other words, if there's too much rain in one place, and it doesn't spread out, there'll be too much rain. We always understand that everything in life works within moderation. It's good to have rain, but it's not good to have a flood. And therefore, both, both of these cities are not in good shape. Now the Gemara continues. The Pasuk says, after the Chorban, the Yushalayim became like a Nida Beinayim. Nida obviously referring to a, a, to, someone, to a woman who is Tami Nida. She becomes a Sur Labayla. When a woman becomes Tamei Nida, when she menstruates, so then the Halacha, she, she, she becomes Tamei Labayla. So she, there, there are restrictions between husband and wife. So that's what happened in Yushalayim. Yushalayim, which was the city where all the Eden lived, there was, to a certain extent, a marriage between Kla Yisrael and Yushalayim became like a Nida. You were forbidden from going there. Now, the Gemara says, Amr Vihuda Amrav Livracha. When we find these things, even though, even in the darkest of moments, sometimes we can even find, even in the terminology that's used, that it's Livracha. So the fact that Yushalayim became like a Nida to Kla Yisrael, the, the fact that it was like a Nida was a Bracha. Kenida. It's exactly like Nida. Ma Nida, just like Nida, Yesh Laheter. She's not also forever. She doesn't become forbidden forever. It, just wait the proper amount of time. She goes through the Tyra process, she goes to the mikvah, and ultimately she becomes Mutter. Af Yushalayim Yesh Takana. It's a sign that don't think that all hope is lost. It's like Nida. The Gemara Masechus Nida actually says that Bipnei Ma Nida Asura Lashiva, why is it that Nida is also for seven days? So the Gemara explains, life gets boring. And sometimes we need to rejuvenate things. And the, the fact of the matter is, when there is, there, when there is chiddush, when there is an ability to stop, take a little break, and then start over again, that gives excitement into a marriage. So this also could be a pshat in this Gemara, why it's the vracha. Sometimes when we get so accustomed to a certain lifestyle, we just don't appreciate it anymore. So, you know, we're waiting way too long for this, for for us to ultimately come back, but we have to realize that it will come back. And when it comes back, we come back better than ever. The Marsha actually writes that Kenida, the the fact that it was Kenida, like a like a Nida, like Tumas Nida, is also a bracha because we could have thought it would have meant Nov Nod, like the bracha of of Kayin. He just was wandering. He was lost. So there are those who understood Kenida. Kenida meant. Klaistro is just going to be a wandering lost all over the place. It says Marsha, no, it's like Anida, where we know we, we know what happens to a certain extent. There's Isser, there is a period of time when things are forbidden, there is distance, but ultimately we know everything comes back at the end. The Gemara continues that the Pasuk says, We read this in Echa. It's like a widow. Amr Vihudu Lavracha, that's also Bracha. Like an amana, Rashi says it's like an amana mechayim. This is talking about a, a, a woman whose husband continuously goes on business trips and leaves for a while. So, to a certain extent, she's like an amana because her, her husband's never around. She's like a widow because her husband's not around. But she's not a real amana because he comes back. So, it's the same thing. It's like a woman whose husband went. To the cities across the sea, he always is thinking about coming back to her. Pasuk also says, I have placed you like Nivzim, you are disgraced and low down. 
Amr Vihuda Lavracha, that's also a bracha. Mukmi Minan, Nari, Gizi Rifti. They were not appointed. In other words, they were considered as low-down people, so they were not given appointments within society. What does this mean? They were not appointed as tax collectors or as policemen. The Marsha says this also was, was a bracha. Why is that a bracha? Because nobody likes the tax collector. So it's true, they were never trusted to be the tax collector, but ultimately, perhaps, some people wanted to be the tax collector, it comes along with authority. I'm sure you had a special uniform that you wore, and you had the authority to knock on someone's door and say, hey, pay up. But the fact is, you don't want to be that guy. So it was a bracha in disguise that they never were appointed to be that person because nobody ever liked that person. The pasta continues, Hashem Again, describing after the Chorban, the Pasuk in Malachim says that the Hashem hit the Yidin like a reed in the water. What happens to a reed in the water? It sways back and forth. It's constantly floating back and forth. So the Gemara says, Amar Yehuda Amarav, the Vracha, this too is also a Vracha. Amar Barnachmeni says, Amar of Yonasan, the name of Yonasan, Maidik Siv, Ne'emonim, Pitse Ohev, in other words, it's better to have the wounds of somebody who you love than the kiss of somebody that you hate. Which means, Tova Klala, Shekilal Achya, Bekana, the curse of Achya, about a reed, is better. Amarlam the Yisrael, Vehikahash. Oh, did I skip something? Yeah. Tova Klala, Shekilal Achya, Shilani. As Yisrael, the Klala of Achya, Shilani. The curse the Jewish people is Yosemi Bracha Shabirchan Bilamarasha. It's better than the Bracha of Bilamarasha. In other words, the, this is what it means. What it means, the Ne'amana Pitsi Oev. A klala that comes from someone who you love is better than a kiss than from somebody who you hate. So the Bracha of Bilamarasha, even though it was a Bracha, is worth, worth less than the klala of somebody who loves you. And he goes, and the Gemara goes on to explain, Achya Shiloni Kilalan Bekana. He cursed them with the Kana. And Amr Alam Yisrael, he said to the Yisrael, V'hika Hashem Yisrael, K'ashayana Rekana. K'adosh Baruch will hit you like, like, like a reed. Ma Kana, Zeh, just like this Kana. Zeh, Omei B'makomayim. V'gizo Machlif. If you cut it, what happens to a, to a reed? It grows back. V'sharashev Merubim. It has very strong roots. It holds it in its place. What happens when the strong winds that come to blow reeds? They blow back and forth. But they sway back and forth, but they stay there. Ultimately, they're rooted in their place. In other words, it blows with the wind. It's not a good thing to blow with the wind. But ultimately, if you're standing in one place and blowing with the wind, it's a good thing. Even though if there's massive winds, they still stay in their place. Bilam Arasha, what did he do? Birchan Be'erez. He, he gave Klai Yisrael the bracha of Be'erez. He said, K'nechalam natayu keganos ali nahar kahalim, nato Hashem ka'arozim ali mayim. Gave them the bracha that should be like an Erez, like a cedar tree. But if you look at that, Shnemar ka'arozim ali mayim, ma'erez ze'eni omeid b'mokumayim, it doesn't stand by water, v'ein gizo machlif, if you cut, it, cut down a cedar tree, what happens? It's done. It's finished. You can't, it doesn't grow back. The ancient rush of Merubim doesn't have a lot of roots. I feel a color. 
No shos, no shos It can't, it can't move. It stays exactly where it is. But kivin When a southern wind comes, very strong southern wind comes, okraso the whole tree falls down. and the whole thing falls on its face. Not only that, a, a kana, a reed, was zocha to be used as a komas. We don't really do this. Usually they use now a notza. They use a, a feather. But, the, but there is a hidr to use a reed to write a sefer Torah. A reed was merited to be used to write a Sefer Torah, the Nevi'im and Ksuvim. The third line from the bottom. This is a very famous story. A person should always be flexible. It should be soft like a reed. In other words, now that we mentioned the reed, we're going to talk about a reed a little bit. A person should always be soft and flexible like a reed. Person should be able to bend a little bit. A person should not be very difficult, un, unwavering person like a cedar tree. In other words, the Gemara seems to say there's two choices: either you're a flexible person or you're a stubborn person. Choose to be a more more reflexible person. And what's the story behind this? Ma'isa Shabbat, Rabbi Lazar ben Reb Shimon, the Migdal Gador. Me base rabbo. He came from a fenced-in tower from the from the place of his rebbe. He was sitting high up on his donkey. And he was taking a walk at the edge of the river. The samach simcha gedola. He was very happy. He was in a great mood. He was feeling very good about himself because he had just learned a tremendous amount of Torah. Now that's a good thing. For a person to feel good about himself for learning a tremendous amount of Torah. But a person has to get a hold of himself. And here we're going to see a terrible story. He bumped into a person, he met a person who was just very simply very ugly. He bumped into a person who was really, he looked terrible. He said, He said hello to him, he didn't answer him. He you empty person. How ugly, how disgusting is this person? Is everyone in your city so ugly like you? What happened? It's even hard to understand the story. Rabbi Lazar Shimon said to him, you, you, you're so ugly. I mean, everyone in your town look like this. And he responded to him, and he said to him, I'm not sure if everyone looks like this, but if you have a problem with the way I look, why don't you go back to the person who made me and complain to the person who made me? In other words, I don't make myself look like this. Now, it happens to be that both Rashi and Tosis mentioned that this person may have actually not been the real person. It was Elio Anavi disguised as a person. And it was a test. And it's hard, the Mepharshim do try to understand where was he coming from? What was, what, what was he thinking? What's the shot in this story? That he said this to him. And they explained that he didn't mean necessarily his looks, but he, he saw his actions were inappropriate. And he was really, he was chastising him for his actions. But again, the, the, the simple lesson of the Gemara seems to, say, seems to indicate he just, you know, he just get lost, he lost himself for a minute. 
But once he responded to him, and he said, go back to my maker, and go complain to the one who made me that I'm so ugly, we see how quickly Yarim and Achamar got off his donkey, and he bowed down before him. And he said, I've pained you, I hurt you, I insulted you. Please, Mechali, forgive me. He said, I'm not, I'm just not ready to forgive you. Until you go to the the one who formed me like this, who made me this way, be a marlo and say to that to that uman, "Kama mechur please Asisa. In other words, I don't feel comfortable being mochiyum, forgiving you for what you said until you actually own up and go to the one who made me like this. Hayimetayel acharav achshigil the iro for Elazar Shimon followed this person until he came to his city and yatsu bnei iro lekraso. The entire city came out as this person was entering the city. While you amrlo and they were saying to him. Shalom Alecha Rabbi. Rabbi Umori. Shalom Alecha Rabbi Rabbi Umori Mori. They, they said, Welcome to our Rabbi, to, our, to, to the person who we have feared, to Rabbi Umori. And Omar Lahem, this person, said to them, Lemiatem Koran Rabbi. Rabbi, who are you saying this to? Omar Lo, they said to him, Lezesh Vitalach Rabbi. We're saying it to Rabbi Shimon. Why? Because he's a big, he's a big Tamil Chachim, he's a big Tzatz, a very famous person. Amr Lahem, this person said to the people of the city, Imzeh Rebbe, this person is your Rebbe, our Yirbu Kamosa Yisrael. We should not have that many people like this in Klai Yisrael. We see such a tremendous lesson here in the story. You know, when, when a person represents a Rebbe, Tamachacha, and you say something, you make a mistake, the Chil Hashem that comes from it, you know, imagine this, the saying we should not have any more of Rav Lazar Shimon. That comes along with you. So Amr Lahem Pnima, and they, they said, "Why not?" Amr Lahem Kach Bekach Asoli told them the story, and Amr Lo Afapikein. They said, "You don't realize who this person is. We, we understand the story it was terrible, but Afapikein, nevertheless, Mechalo forgiven. Sheadam Gadol BaTorahu is a tremendous amount of Torah. Amr Lahem B'Shvilchem for you, Harimi Mochalo, I will forgive him. Ubuvad Shlo Yehi Rogel came. You should not be accustomed to acting like this. Which, right away, this is a striking line. The, the Ramah and Shulchan Aruch writes this a few times. The first one that comes to mind is the Halachas of Atmana. There's a certain case where the Ramah says, it's really technically mutter, but it's not a good idea to do this. You'll find yourself making mistakes. So what does it mean? That, you know, I'll forgive him as long as he's not very accustomed to calling people ugly. You can do it every now and then, but he shouldn't be accustomed. So what does it mean? What is the simple understanding of King? So the Marsha writes that it means, he should, of course, he should never ever call someone, someone like this ever again. But he should make sure that he's not rugged, he should not, not accustomed to behaviors that led him to making this mistake. If he, if he could protect his behaviors, ultimately he'll protect himself from making a mistake and calling someone. In, in, in offending somebody. He owned up to his mistake and he said a person should be flexible. Don't be so judgmental. You see somebody, take a couple minutes to evaluate the person and realize maybe the person doesn't look so good, but that's not the person's fault. Because of this, because of the, because of the, the, the comparison to a kana, of a kind of being flexible, that's why we use it to try to save a Torah. Fill in emesis.
We have three minutes, but we can do this. <laughs> we said a city that has a plague or homes that are literally, literally falling down. Turn our button, Mapolos, when it comes to homes that are falling down, Mapolos, Amru, Berios, below Reuos, Shein, Reuos, Lipol, below Reuos, Lipol. It has to be that these are talking about strong homes, not weak ones, not ones that are ultimately going to fall. So the Gemara is redundant. The Gemara says they have to be strong ones, ones that are not going to fall, not, but not ones that will fall. So, Hainu, Brios, Hainu, Shein, Reuos, Lipol. What is Berios? And she'en ru'u sleep. What does it mean that they're strong and that they won't fall down? What's the redundancy for? And ha'ini ru'uos, ha'ini ru'u sleep. What does it mean that they're weak and the redundancy of that they're ready to fall down? Well, truth says this comes to include the naflu It's a strong building, but they were built too tall, and therefore if they're too tall. They could fall down. Inami dekaimi aguda denara. It's a very strong building, but it's built on wetlands. And if it's built on wetlands, ultimately this foundation can't hold it. It's going to fall in. Like this weak wall, which is in the city of Narda. Rav and Shmuel never walked past this wall. Even though the wall stood tall for 13 years, they never wanted to walk under the wall because they felt like it was always going to collapse. Yom Ikla Rav Ada Barahava Lahasa. Rav Ada Barahava came to visit there. And Amar Lei Shmuel Larav Nesi Mar Nakif. They were walking. And what happened? Amar Lei Shmuel Larav Shmuel said to Rav, You know, remember, we don't walk under this wall because it's going to fall down. It's dangerous. Amar Lei Rav said to him, Lot Srich Noha Idna. Today we don't have to worry about it. Why? Dikra Rav Ada Barahava Badan. Rav Barahava is with us. And the Nafish Zechusev Lomestafina. He's a very special person. The wall will not fall on him. So as long as we're walking with Ravada Bar Ava, we don't have to walk about it. The Gemara goes on to say, He had wine stored in a very weak home. In other words, it was a collapse. He was about to collapse. He wanted to empty it out, but he was afraid to go in because if he goes in, the whole house collapsed. It would be a disaster. So he decided that when he goes to empty out his wine, from this house, what's a good idea? Bring Ravada Barahava there. Ravada Barahava is a person who has custom. He will never find himself in a house that's going to collapse. So, he brought him into the house. He started talking to him and learning until he had a chance to empty out the whole house. Busted the Nafak. As soon as they left, what do you think happened? Nafal base. So the whole house fell down. So, Argish Ravada Barahava. Avada Barhava caught wind of this and he said, What's going on here? Ikbidi got upset. And Savarlah, he had the Amr of Yana, you don't stand in a Makam Sakana and say, A nation is going to happen. So the Marsha writes over here, Avada Barhava was upset because he understood he was put into a Sakana and he was relying on a nation that it won't fall down. But the Marsha says it wasn't for. for for Rav Huna, it wasn't the problem because he knew that it wasn't a nace. When someone has such zechusim, the house is not going to fall down on them. So for him, he understood it wasn't the nace, and therefore he felt comfortable doing it. But ultimately, a person should not stand in the makom sakana of a yomer, osin li nace, a miracle will happen. Shema ain't osin lo nace. 
Maybe an ace won't happen. Maybe an ace will happen. We take away from his merits. In other words, he ultimately is using up his credit. Why put yourself in a situation where you have to use up all your zechosim? Amar of Khan and Mike Kra, what's the Pasuk that backs this up? Taksiv, Katanti Mikola Chasad, Mikola Emes, Yaakov Avinu said this, I'm going to lose all my chesed, all my Emes. Mayavi Uvdot, Derada Barahava, what's the story of Derada Barahava? Why was he so special? Kihad de Itmar, Shaul Tamidov, Derada Barahava, the Maha Arachta Yamim, why were you Zocha? To longevity, to long life, Amarlo, Miyomai from all my days, Lo Kpadati Besof Basi, he never got upset in my house. And I never walked in front of someone who was bigger than me. I never thought and learned in Torah. I never thought of Torah in dirty places. I made sure not to walk ever for Amos without either thinking about Torah and making sure that I'm wearing my tefillin. I never fell asleep in the base Medrash. I never went to sleep during the Rav's Drasha. In other words, he's always stayed up inside the base medrash below below I never rejoiced when my friend ultimately stumbled below Karasu the Khaveri Bahinas. I never called somebody by somebody by a nickname. But so he never called someone not only by a nickname, but even by a nickname that his whole family used. Amalai Ravel Rafam by Papa. Just, one, just do one more line to finish up. Amalei, Rav Rafam Bar Papa, Rav said to Rafam Bar Papa, Leimolon Mar Mihani Mili Malyasa to have Avad Rav Tell us something special about Rav Huna. Amalei said to him, Biankusei Lo Dechirna. From when I was, from when he was young, I don't remember. Besibusei, but when he was old, Dechirna. I actually do remember that. To call Yoma Eva, any cloudy day, have you mafkin lay biguharka de dava, you'd go out in a gold wagon, the sairo lakula masa, you'd travel around the whole city, bacholashisa de heavy reiasa, any wall that was weak, heavy sasarla, he would not get down, because it was, it, was, it was dangerous, it would fall down. E f sholamara, if it was possible for the owner of the wall, banila, he'd rebuild it. Elo Efsher, if the owner of the wall could not afford to rebuild it, he would build it back for himself. So, tomorrow morning, we'll start with the, the story of the Chopanya, Damali Shapta. There was a story about Ravuni, he would do every single Arab Shabbos, a beautiful story. We'll continue with that in Mirza Hashem tomorrow morning.